Welcome back to Soundplay. I'm your host, Alyssa, and today's episode is all about pride. That was an audio recording taken during Salem's North Shore Pride in 2022. I love listening to this recording because you can practically feel the excitement in the air. Whenever I listen to it, I feel like each sound within the crowd expresses a different emotion, a different way to show pride. I started thinking about how to showcase the LGBTQ students on campus. The diverse tapestry of sounds at Pride was just one element of the lifelong journey of discovery and unconditional self-love that the feeling of LGBTQ Pride can evoke. Yet there are so many complicated emotions that come with Pride, from liberation to isolation. The idea of Pride is a complicated one, especially when it comes to queer and trans identities. SSU graduate Josie Kinghorn touches upon these ideas in her interview with a trans Salem State student all about his experiences as a member of the LGBTQ community on and off campus. A, a transgender student here at Salem State came here expecting to have a new start where he could finally be himself after going through years of struggling when coming out. But when he got here, his experience was less than ideal. A came out as trans when he was 14 years old to two Christian parents who didn't exactly take things too well. Well, at first they laughed. <laughs> Both my mom and dad laughed because um, I was 14 and I didn't really know how to tell them they're both raised as Christians, so they already had a set standard of belief, and coming out to them uh, kind of shocked them very badly. Um, it, it took about two years for them to be okay with it, and the only reason they were okay with it was because they realized how bad my mental health was getting, and they decided to indulge me and finally let me live as the identity that I am, and that's kind of how that started. Um, my brother was way more accepting. Um, I was very scared to tell him, and I was very scared that he already had a set of beliefs as well. So I remember my mom called him down to the living room, and I sat on one side of the sofa bawling my eyes out, and I told him, hey, I, 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 I'm, a, I'm a guy. I, was, I think I was born wrong. And he was immediately accepting, and he said, okay, all right, and you're my little brother, and that's it, and that's, that's the end of it. And it was him that helped me kind of come out to the rest of my family because his unwavering support kind of made it, it made it okay for me to be trans and it made it okay for me to be there. While A may have had the eventual support from his family, he did not receive that support from his peers in his high school. I, I was definitely bullied really hard. Uh, at my school, my guidance counselor told me in all four years of working there, I was the first student that had ever come out as trans. I had to, I felt like I had to fight to be good representation. And a lot of kids in my school were not receptive to it. They were not okay with it. I was shoved into lockers. I was told to kill myself. Uh, I, I didn't really have much support. There were a few like popular kids that were like, no, you're fine. And I found my group of friends that were cool with it. But I definitely was picked on a lot and I, I kind of grew to dislike my identity and I grew to hate my identity and I stopped being proud of it and I stopped telling people I was trans 
I, I never, I stopped correcting people for my pronouns and I just kind of did my best to exist as who I was without fighting anymore. After having this high school experience, A expected to come to college and have a better experience where he could truly be himself, but that's not quite the experience he received. So I picked Salem State because it was the one place where, out of all the places I got accepted to, I was like, this is the place where I can be openly me and no one is gonna bat an eye and no one's gonna feel different about me. I'm just still gonna be me and everyone's gonna be okay with it. Um, that wasn't the case. My first year here, uh, I got outed on my floor by someone I knew in high school. In the middle of the night, it would sometimes be like midnight, sometimes three in the morning. Someone would bang on my door and then I would hear them run away. And every single time I got up to look, no one was there. But it happened consistently for nights. Uh, I, I tried speaking with higher-ups to try and move buildings, and they put me off for a while. Uh, I remember I tried to move into Bowditch, and I was told, oh, you can't move there because uh, someone who doesn't go here anymore has left his stuff in there, and no one wants to take it out of that room. In a way, my identity was not as important, and my safety was not as important as some guy's closet. It was a very big shock. The difference with how high school was, was that at least my teachers were calling me by the correct name and the correct pronouns. Ed, um, I know that you are a math major. Mm -hmm. uh, could you talk a little bit about what it's like being a math major as a trans man? Sometimes it feels like I'm a chameleon and like, like I'm, I'm there as a secret and I shouldn't be. Um, the STEM majors, in my experience, maybe it's just math, but it's very cisgender, heteronormative, um, and being there, I, I feel like I stick out. I had a moment in one of my classes where students were making transphobic jokes, just like it was nothing, and I couldn't bring myself to say anything because I was scared of outing myself and opening myself back up to vitriol. So it's, it's, it's a very weird experience to be a math major, to be, I guess, to be queer in a place that's so not a queer space. It's very strange. Bill mm -hmm. A has received top surgery and is on hormone replacement surgery. Most days he does feel uncomfortable in his own skin. Is there a time where you are comfortable in your own skin? I would say at Pride. I remember going to Pride in Boston, and this was after my top surgery. And I was standing there with my girlfriend at the time, and I was looking around, trying to like take everything in. And I saw this one person who walked by who had top surgery scars that looked just like mine. and. I remember being on the verge of tears and I shoved everything into my girlfriend's hands. And I was like, hold all this. And I took my shirt off as fast as I could. And we went hunting at the tables to look for trans flags that I could wear around and be, pro like, be proud of it. And I, I felt so proud and happy when I was at Pride. And it's the one day I get out of the 365 days where I can just be me and not be scared because there's so many other people who look just like me. And I feel like I have a community and that I belong. 
and it's such a rewarding experience. For WMWM 91.7 and the Soundplay Podcast in Salem, Mass., I'm Josie Kinghorn. I love that interview in the same way that I love that recording I played at the beginning of the episode. E's emotions are palpable. His pride is uniquely his own, but his willingness to share it with others creates a sense of shared community that goes beyond the screen. Josie and A's discussion got me thinking about the other perspectives of LGBTQ students in the Salem State community. A's energy and willingness to share his story reminded me of my friend and roommate at SSU since we were freshmen. So I decided to do a brief interview to hear about what pride means to them. My name is Daviana Cora. I am a senior at Salem State, a theater performance major with a minor in two-dimensional art, and I am panromantic asexual. Panromantic meaning that I can have any partner no matter of gender or how they identify, and asexual meaning that I do not want to have a very sexual relationship. There's a chance to have one when trust is built, but my main sort of interest is more of an emotional connection. I know that there are some people that have very differing opinions on that sort of thing, but it's how I am, and that's all there kind of is to it. I don't know the best way to sort of show my pride, I guess. I have a couple of shirts, buttons, flags, but I've never really had anything that sort of announces who I am. Because while I'm proud of who I am, it's not something that is more than a part of my identity. So I find it hard to think of... I find it hard to do things to show off this pride, I guess. I'm a usually very loud and boisterous person, but it's hard to think of myself as someone who just goes around announcing my sexuality. I feel like enough people can tell based on hanging out with me. At Salem State, though, there's been plenty of times where I've been able to get an asexual flag or a pansexual flag different pins to show off genders as I am gender fluid. So I have pins for he, him, they, there, she, her, simply because I am all of those things. It'd be nice to have more representation, have a chance to really rock my own flag, but I feel like a lot of that's more on me and less on the campus itself. Because I feel that the campus is making a lot of good strides to do what they can to make people feel represented and cared about. Make sure that they feel listened to and understood. And that can be really helpful for people who aren't able to have that sort of thing when they're at home. So at least I know that I'm supported when I'm there. And that's it. At the time of me recording this, it is October of 2022. 
which just so happens to be LGBTQ History Month and Salem State's Pride Month on campus. Pride is everywhere, even in subtle ways. As an English major, I'm continuously grateful for the fiction and nonfiction accounts of LGBTQ authors such as Audre Lorde and James Baldwin. Books like Zami, A New Spelling of My Name by Audre Lorde, or Another Country by James Baldwin contain tangible, written stories about the inner lives of LGBTQ people, even if some of those lives are fictionalized. These books contain tangible, written stories that you can pick up and reread whenever you need them. Symbols of pride like these serve to remind us that pride is indeed a communal event filled with so many different perspectives and experiences. But the idea of pride doesn't just end in June after parades or in October after LGBT History Month. Pride is lifelong, and there is space to explore all of the emotions and perspectives that come with it. The stories within this episode are just two in a vast community full of them. What do you think? What comes up for you when you think about pride?